Hi, my name's Sharice Kenyon and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast. It's my first podcast, so I can't promise you perfection. I've been working in the beauty industry for about 12 years as a journalist and editor. So I've been backstage at International Fashion Weeks, I've interviewed celebrities, so I've seen and heard a lot. Over the years, I've gained so much knowledge, but sometimes even I am confused. So that's what the podcast is all about, really. There's so much noise in the beauty industry today, from magazines to videos, from brands working with influencers and celebrities. I just wanted to create a podcast that would act as a solution to help people navigate through the beauty bullshit, basically. Each episode will offer up a mix of real talk, honest reviews and industry insider interviews with people that I admire and hopefully you admire too. Most importantly, though, I really want listeners to feel catered to and listened to and encouraged to share their own experiences and opinions when it comes to beauty. Over the coming weeks and months, we'll be discussing our relationships with beauty. In 2019, we're spending more and more on our looks than ever, from cult beauty buy to invasive surgery. But this podcast is about all forms of beauty. It's for those who feel beautiful and it's for those who don't. We'll compare favourite products and break down societal norms and hopefully have fun while we're doing it. We'll muse over whether beauty really is in the eye of the beholder, what makes us feel beautiful and why is it so important to actually be seen as beautiful. So that brings me to my first guest. She's a cosmetic scientist and founder of cult lipstick brand MDM Flow, Florence Adepogee. Flo and I spoke last summer, so obviously it's taken me a little while to get this podcast up and running. But I think it's so worth sharing right now because she's just launched her latest venture, Flow Beauty Co. Keep listening and you'll find out how she built her business and why she hit and follow on a ton of Instagram influencers. If you like what you hear, I'd love it if you could subscribe or leave a review. I really hope that Beauty Me becomes a platform for discussion, education and entertainment when it comes to beauty. You can also find us on Instagram where we'll share behind the scenes shots and information on upcoming guests. So just search for Beauty Me Podcast. Until then, thanks for listening. Here's my chat with Florence. I'm here with Florence. Or is it Flo? Flo's good. I've got the Urban Decay Brow Kit, my serum from Bybee Beauty, who are a really cool British brand that I'm obsessed with everything they create. My lip balm that I formulated yesterday. Um, and then my mink liquid matte lipstick. So I was like testing the liquid matte on the lip balm. Seems to be working. Cool. Um, what else? And I always go on about how much I do not like the spray kit because I don't, but I use it every day. So it just <laughs> literally doesn't make any sense. No. But yeah, I think it's just convenient. And like, I love Anastasia Beverly Hills dip brow, but I think I'm one of those people who I'm like, I want to go into Sephora and play with it and pick it up and mm. kind of, and I'm not sure if I want to wear the colour I wore before if I want to make my brows slightly lighter and little things like that. Yeah. So I'm going to wait. Um, before I start using that, so Urban Decay will have to do. So you haven't used the Anastasia one yet? Um, no, I've used it before and I okay. ran out, and then okay. so I started using this. Yeah, and I don't yeah, yeah. like it as much as the Anastasia, mm. but I keep going on, on about how much I don't like it, but I use it literally every day. Um, and then on top of that, I use um, Brow Coat, which is by the Lip Coat Company. Their brow okay. gel is amazing. Um, I'm wearing my own foundation. Of course. Foundation. I'm wearing a, uh, I guess like a bronzer blusher that I'm like formulating as well. Um, but I've kind of kept quiet because it's just pressure. As soon as I say I'm making something, everyone's like, well, is it, it coming out? It I'm looks really good. Thing. So you're going to have to yeah, tell so, us something yeah, about it. It's, it's on its way. 
Um, what else have I got on? Mascara, my own mascara. Mm-hmm. I've got Sephora's own brand eyeliner. They make the best liquid yep. eyeliner. Love it. I absolutely love their eyeliners. I'm wearing some By Terry um, eyeshadow. Like just kind of a little bit of a brownie thing going on. Um, I think that's it. Okay. I think that's my face today. So just to go back, it's. I just think it's so cool that you said I'm wearing a lip balm that I made yesterday. It's like, yeah. where did that come from? Have you played with it before or was it literally just, I'm going to make um, a lip balm today? So I love like balms and like creams and like, like Elizabeth Arden 8 hour cream I'm obsessed with. And I like, I use it every day like, mm. for my lips, my cuticles, all these kind of things. And it's something that, anything that I use at some point I'm always like I could just make that so yeah. when I run out I'm like I could just make that or am I going to buy another lip <laughs> balm I could just make that mm. and I've always like literally for the last like even before MDM Flow we're, I've always just been like I could just make that the toothpaste I could just make that oh and then there's gosh. certain things I'm like I actually can't be bothered so I'm definitely not going to I probably won't make toothpaste anytime soon because like I literally I'm not that passionate about it Yeah. Um, but lip balm is one of those things where when I first was formulating my lipsticks I got loads of butters and to me loads mm-hmm. of oil sent to me and I tried them within my lipstick formula and it didn't really work because of the pigment and other things so I was always just kind of had these ingredients that I was like thinking about maybe I could use and then I've been thinking about skincare a lot more recently so it, again was like oh what are you going to do with that random bit of avocado butter you have <laughs> like what are you going to do with that coconut oil mm-hmm. you said you're going to use to make a hair like lotion that you've never made and so it's just <laughs> kind of like yeah I need to get back in the lab and make something because I've got this feeling um, and like lip balm just a nice easy transition it's very similar to lipstick the base mm-hmm. formula of it is my lipstick formula okay. but then I've completely swapped out castor oil for coconut oil because castor oil is really heavy and really dry mm-hmm. and coconut oil is really light mm-hmm. um, and I took out some of the waxes and put avocado butter instead oh. um, so just working on just like really like switching out ingredients that didn't work for lipsticks but work on a balm and then like I made it and I'm like so I made it last night and mm-hmm. started the process of making it last night and I was like this is so cool and this is so <laughs> fun and that feeling was like the feeling I had when I first like and yeah. it's like that's why you should make things that you want to make because like they it actually makes you feel good yeah and then this morning I was like wait should I show people this <laughs> should I sell it what yeah. should I do with it I don't even know if it works does it work with my lipstick and mm. it's just kind of like I've always tried to make MDM Flow be an honest brand yeah in communicating what I'm doing and like the highs and lows of making the business so I was just like just just tell everyone tell everyone that you literally made it last night and like they can buy it if they want but it might break yeah <laughs> <laughs> what I've done. I did see it on your Instagram stories and, and I just I just, straight away I wanted to know okay what does it feel like is yeah. it going to be a, more of like a soft and slippery or is it yeah. more like matte so what is the what's the goal yeah so it's I didn't put any at first I was like if I'm going to make a lip balm it needs to work with my liquid matte formula so right. let me put maybe some like mattifying properties in it so that it doesn't leave so much oil on the lips mm. so it works with the formula and then I was just like no chill out because if you over like if you try and overdo it, yeah. you're just going to be disappointed. So actually, without thinking too much about how it fits in with the rest of the collection, just make the best possible yeah. that you can make. So it is like it is a little not 
massively greasy, but there is a bit of an oil and a sheen mm-hmm. kind of layer to it. Um, and even when I put the liquid matte um, lipstick on it, it didn't like break down the formula, but I had to put like a layer or two right, okay, to really okay. get the full coverage yeah. and stuff like that. So with this lip balm, and like I'm, I'm considering further developing the formula, but I really like this formula. Cool. So at the same time, I'm like, don't just like, you know, be too far into the future. Yeah. And just like, I want to like try it out for the full day and see how it feels beneath my lips, see if it dries out, like try it on my cuticles and mm. just kind of like see if, because if this formula within itself is good, then I can just create something else yeah. specifically for yeah. liquid matte lipsticks. Cause, um, and it, it's weird because before... Um, when I first started making lipsticks, I had to like create new iterations almost every day, but it was because mm. I was trying to create a business. Whereas now it's like, I do have a business, so I can kind of chill out a bit on the formulas and be like, actually, it's not so much about, I need to make something because it needs to sell, because I need money, because I need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let me just make something nice because I enjoy it. And like, and if it doesn't really sell, people aren't really into it, then it can just be something for me. And then I can, you know, create other things to do with the business. It's so cool. I wish I could just wake up and be like, I'm going to make this eyeshadow today. It's it's just so cool. Um, so, obviously, I think, how long has your brand been around now? So, it's four and a bit years. It's going to be five years oh, in August. Wow. So, yeah, almost five years. So, obviously, when you first started, yeah. there was a mission. But, and obviously, I'm guessing part of that is to bring products to women the world over yeah but what is it about beauty because obviously you studied cosmetic science yeah so just talking about the concept of beauty like when did you realize there was even a thing about beauty that were you Um, a toddler were you a teenager it's so funny because i never like i liked beauty but i was never like into it as a child it was just kind of like oh, like, my mum's wearing powder. I want to wear that because my mum wears it. It wasn't so much like, oh, my goodness, like, I want to wear makeup and I want to mm. be beautiful and I want to look like... Because I, I think I had quite a balanced mm. childhood when it came to, like, representation in terms mm. of, like, I literally... My cousins, we literally watched MTV all day, every day. That's <laughs> yeah. all, so all I saw was, like women of colour, like, mm. women who like me, women, like, with crazy hairstyles, like, I became obsessed with Khalees and, like, Billy mm. Keys because I thought they were really, really cool, and then, like, at home, I had my aunties and my cousins and all this kind of stuff, so I never felt like, I, like, beauty was a key thing, it was just mm. kind of like, oh, yeah, these women are hot, they're sexy, or whatever, yeah. and, like, I'm going to grow into that at some point, and I think when I like became older like a teenager and like my like mid to late teens that's when I was kind of like oh like wait a minute all the things that I've been exposed to growing up isn't the general Mm, thing it's mm. like actually this is other and like all the things that I'm inspired by aren't actually celebrated and like Mm. I remember because I grew up in Hackney and I went to school in Hackney and I remember like used to wear like um glitter mascara from like Primark and like all these like <laughs> random cheap literal crap yeah um and even then like my friends were just kind of like what are you doing because my friends didn't even really wear makeup or anything and then I'd see like a group of girls wearing makeup in the girls toilets because I went to girls school then and I was a bit curious but then I moved to Essex and I went to school in Essex and there was a real beauty culture and then I remember like going with a group of my friends to Boots in Romford and walking in to like the makeup aisles and just then being like 
hold on a minute, none of these girls <laughs> <laughs> look like me, mm. and none of, the, none of this, and back then I don't even think Sleek wasn't even in Boots then, so there was literally no brand representative for women of colour, and yeah. I was just like... So it went from this, like, oh, this is so exciting, we're going shopping after school, to, like, this is really lame because this isn't for me. Yeah. And then, so I kind of, again, like, fell out of... Not fell out of love with makeup, but it just wasn't a priority. Yeah. And it's something I see a lot. Like, I see a lot of black girls and Asian girls say, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't wear makeup, I've never really been into makeup. And I think only now that, like, digitally, there's this massive revolution yeah. online of women from everywhere saying, this is how I look beautiful, this is how I represent myself, that like girls are having that connection again so yeah and I think when at the beginning and I sometimes think like the right at the beginning of MDM play we were a bit before our time because we were saying all these things about beauty that came like now in like 2016 2017 2018 is what is being said about beauty and I think it's still only the beginning because a lot of these communities are bubbled online so like I'm in a a Facebook group and it has like 50,000 like members okay. um, black women and they just put makeup on every single day yeah. they record themselves live have conversations live and I'm just like I don't think the beauty industry knows that something like this is like going Who, on what, what group it's is like, this? it's called Real Real oh, Real Women Makeup oh, I can't remember what it's called I'll tell you what it's yeah, called yeah. it's so cool and they're like there's a group of like American women yeah, what's it called? Is it Real Brown Beauty? I can't. I literally can't remember what it's called. I okay. don't know how I found it. But it's just such an amazing group. And I'm like, things like this are just going to continue to grow. Communities and, like, you know, like, the popular Instagram pages and yep. stuff like that. And so now, and I think if that had existed, then maybe I wouldn't have been, felt like I needed to create MDM Flow. But now it feels good to be a business that exists at a time when finally, like, yeah. people feel like they can, like, self-represent. So, yeah, I completely forgot the original question. (laughs) It was about the concept of beauty, but obviously we've moved up to, like, present day because even the other day, I think, for me, I'm still wary because there's the big brands, you know, the Chanel's of this world that I think in the past they've been quoted as... Or not quoted, but there's a view that, well, black women don't want anything from us. So we won't make anything. But yeah. for me, it's always been, if you don't make anything, nobody knows, no one knows that, that yeah. you're catering to them. And it's amazing, you know, people like you, Fenty, mm. the amount of people that got scared when Fenty came out and they suddenly started saying, oh, yeah. we've got yeah. 30 shades. But what, in the dusty in the back of your warehouse? Yeah, <laughs> all that time. You know, it's... And it's, and it's amazing... And I love makeup, so I'm like, yep, more for everyone. But I'm still wary that people of colour are seen as a trend. It's cool, oh, she's pretty, throw her in an advert. I want to see it, you know, five years from now. Yeah. That's the thing. Before, I used to feel like, oh, the industry needs to do more. The industry needs to do more. Like, big brands need to, like, represent us. Whereas now, I don't think big brands are the future of the industry anymore. I am all for the independent makers. And, like, every day, like, girls contact me and they're like, I want to start my own brand. When I first graduated, no one on my year, in my year group wanted to create their own business. I was the only one and everyone looks at me like I was an idiot. They're like, there's so many jobs out there. Like, why do you want to be poor? And like, yeah, business, like, why do you want to do that? 
Whereas now, the current people who are studying my degree, like 90% of them want to start their own business. Yeah, they've got the intention. Yeah. So they are the future of the beauty industry. And I always say, like, Elizabeth Arden, like, as in the woman who founded Elizabeth Arden, is one of my biggest, like, idols and influences in terms yeah. of, like, someone who, like, created um, drastic change in the beauty industry. And she's one of the reasons why people buy makeup from, like, department stores yeah. as opposed to um, just going into chemists. And I think, like, until you, like, radically think about how the industry can change and who will drive that change, you just will always be let, let down. And I think no one who is currently in the industry as it currently exists and has profited from it yeah. and made millions is ever going to radically make a change because no. why would they Why would they risk it? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're sitting on, if you're sitting on however many, like L'Oreal, the biggest brand, like beauty brand in the world, why would they ever radically do something different that could impact them in any way? So it's going to be a small business like mine Mm -hmm. or like the hundreds of small businesses that are being created. That is going to be that next big leap. And like, and we're seeing it every day. Like so many businesses that were around for our entire like childhoods are going into administration and not saying that I wish on anyone. But, I think like the consumers are going to lead how the industry goes like we're more connected than ever before because of social media in a global scale yeah so any business that exists within that and completely refuses to be diverse and to represent for literally millions of women connecting then you're going to miss out and and do that because I want I want to yeah it's more room for you exactly I want to take advantage of that and I want to cater to to that group so what brands do you like right now? Or what brands do you think are really going to be around in the next um, 10 years or so oh they're gosh, doing? going to be around? I don't know yeah. going to be around. <laughs> um, I'm, I really admire Anastasia Beverly Hills. Okay. Um, I think she's really... And just, like, her story is incredible. I think she's someone who's really good at seeing what people want and creating that and not taking no for an answer. Like, I remember listening to an interview with them because she obviously started with the brow salon. And when they went into makeup, a lot of retailers turned her down because they were like, you, you do brow stuff we're not going to sell makeup like you're not an authority in makeup but she saw like this makeup movement happening online and she created her products and it took her a long while but she now is like massively successful and like one of the fastest growing beauty businesses so I, I really admire her and her hustle Huda Beauty like yeah. representing for the Middle East like I think she's incredible again someone who's just very in tune and someone who I think one of the few people in the industry who is criticized who has been criticized yeah and has like taken on board and heard and been like actually yeah like what i did was trash and i wasn't like really representing women in the right way on my pages and i'm gonna change because i think the usual thing in the industry is just to be harsh and just be like oh let's pretend like nobody like said anything and like it'll all go away so i think like being honest in that way and i think people want more honest brands um, in the UK, Makeup Revolution okay. is a really cool brand, and they're like they kind of started big because they started mass and like in like Superdrug, and, and if you go straight into retail with like hundreds yeah. of dollars, like you, it's in a win-win. But again, I think they're just really good at um, looking at trends and creating affordable solutions. And again, they brought out foundation, not foundations, concealers, and people were like your colors aren't great enough. And literally in the next batch, they had more colors, wow. and I think that's how quick you're going to yeah. need to be it's not yeah. good enough to just be apologize and not do anything no um who else uh what is she called the beauty bakery that's it okay 
So she is, where is she? She's based somewhere in the States. And she, again, like, her makeup is, like, really focused on women of colour. Yeah. But it's just really fun. So, like, her, like, face powder is called, like, um, baking powder. Or yeah. Bake. And I was just, like, we, sometimes, like, I feel women of colour have to pay a premium. It's almost like if you want to... Um, have stuff that works for you it has to be like pro level yeah super expensive or super inaccessible you've got to go and I just really love the fact that she's made a brand that is all encompassing but is really fun okay. and it's not just like oh I can't buy that fun cupcake looking product yeah. because it's not going to be my yeah. shade she's actually made something fun which I like again just really inspires me because it's like actually it's not it's not a medicinal thing like beauty mm. is fun yeah like let's create something that is fun and easy um I'm trying to think what other brands like by be their British brand and they're all about ingredients um their branding is incredible who's that again sorry um, by BYBI BYBI yeah it's by two um, British girls they're yeah really cool really really amazing brand their products are incredible I'm always like seeing just like just new stuff there's a, a really um I don't want to be like, like insulting but I do think yeah. she's really young I think she okay. maybe just graduated yeah a girl who runs a brand called Matter Labs yeah yeah the looks yeah yeah and just, the sheen yeah, yeah. I just love the colors I love the concept I love her style it's got it looks very like 90s influences yeah as well. definitely um, so yeah and I really I've been trying to meet up with her because I'm like how can I help you how can I help your business grow yeah, that's so cool it's incredible but she's someone who I think will be around for a long time because she's just got something I've not even tried her product like I saw it at an event yeah. and they were completely sold out wow literally it was like what event was it um the Black Girl Festival yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I, I got in and I was just like, I want to check out my labs and they're like, Yeah, sorry, everything sold out. I'm like, okay, you're onto something. Wow, she so, must yeah. be. Right. So just talking about it's to me it's mad that you can quote all these different brands and you've got your own brand, but you've yeah. still got that sort of curiosity. Oh yeah. You know, that definitely. magpie thing about what's this, <laughs> let's try that. What do you, what do you think, you know, there's so many people out there. I think I went on someone's Instagram the other day and there was a guy had made a comment on her picture saying, oh, nice and natural, how women should be, you know, more women should take a leaf from your book. And I was like, what is the problem? I, like, but like what do you think? I mean, the more we spend, are we just turning into vain creatures that want to put something fake out there? Well, to me, it's just having fun, but there's obviously yeah. a demographic I that... I feel like... It's like saying because we wear clothes. Do we wear clothes because we're vain? I just feel like and like we like the detail that we go to in fashion. We literally don't need to. We could literally put on a sack, right? Or yeah. just like a couple of layers and all look the same and all look uniform. And I do think that beauty is self-expression. And like not saying that there is an insecurity behind that sometimes, and not saying that there's not a pressure or there's not negative elements. Because I think in everything in life there is good and bad. Mm. Um, I think some people don't understand other people's connection to like beauty especially yeah. makeup because like it is just decorative not yeah. a lot of makeup is functional yeah. um, or necessary in that way so I think people who aren't connected to it it's just like 
what what is it like why do you care <laughs> yeah but then like i know people who do not wear any makeup but love jewelry love stacking on their bangles love wearing rings love piercings i have a friend who's got like eight or nine piercings yeah. and that's just her thing like yeah. that's what she's into like that's her niche and i think like people just need to be accepting of people being able to express themselves any way they want guys who are like oh natural beauty like it's not for you yeah and if you like a natural beauty that's fine she's not the girl for you yeah find your natural yeah (laughs) go find your natural empress like yeah and i just think like this i think we have a culture where when people don't understand something they almost they want you to they want to put pressure on you to be within the realm to bend to what yeah yeah it's like no just leave it like that's the and and i get it all the time like i've even had people because like as much I'm into beauty but I'm very much into business and entrepreneurship yeah. and I've had people who are like okay so you're so why don't you create like a business that matters like why beauty is just you know it's just like a fun silly little thing for girls I'm like first of all what? I have loads of guys <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like okay so why why is the app you're building important yeah. like how is that changing the world oh that someone gets to do this five minutes faster yeah like, that's your passion point mm. and that's you know like you're the thing that you're into and and it could be massively successful but and it doesn't like need to like cure cancer no. for it to be something of value yeah and so yeah i'm just like when people like are critical of women who are into beauty and are, who are into expressing themselves through makeup or take pride in their appearance in that way, I'm just like, it's not for you. Yeah. And that's fine. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> so when just talking, sort of taking things away, away from the face a little and yeah. putting things on, when was the, or is, is there, do you feel comfortable in how you look, how you, are you happy to go with a naked face? Mm. Are you someone, would you say, you're comfortable in your own skin? I think people love to say that these days, especially yeah. with, you know, the different sizes and shapes and colours, etc. But at you as a woman, not yeah. necessarily as a business owner. Yeah. Sometimes I don't have any makeup on and I feel so beautiful. I'm mm. just like, girl, like, you're <laughs> getting it today. Like, I don't want to put any makeup on my face. And then... Some days I'm just like, oh, I need to put some makeup on. <laughs> and then some days I've got my makeup on, I'm like, yeah, you're stunning. And then I'll have the same full face and I'll just be like, oh, this, this doesn't, it doesn't really sit well. What's, and it's just like, you're literally the same person all yeah. of those days. And I think it's just down to like confidence. And there's so many other elements in life that impact how you feel. So like, if I've had a bad day, like if I look in the mirror I'm probably not going to feel beautiful I'm probably going to feel crap I think emotion like has a big part to play like and that being said like obviously like you look at stuff like um, the Met Gala which I absolutely love and all these dresses and the celebs and they look so beautiful and then like I'll watch something like that and I'm like oh like that you know it's like oh it's beautiful but like I could never look like that and then yeah like, they got all that help literally a team <laughs> and then I think about it practically and I'm like like I think so I don't follow Kim mm. um, because like I should try not to follow celebs because yeah. I just think you just go into a spiral of like yeah. just digging into yeah. their lives but she comes up on my popular page yeah. and then she posted these like a picture of her in some shoes and, and I, I, I guess like she's someone like I thought her like make gala dress was absolutely beautiful and yeah. makeup was like absolutely stunning yeah. she posted a picture of these shoes and I was just like 
those shoes look mad uncomfortable, man. The Yeezy ones, <laughs> yeah. the clear ones. Oh. I was like, they look so uncomfortable. <laughs> and then it just made me think, like, a couple of days ago, I was, like, saying how, thinking about how beautiful and how amazing her makeup was. And, yeah. and like, she probably was, like, relatively uncomfortable because it's not comfortable to be wearing something so tight-fitting yeah. or to be in shoes like that all the time. Yeah. So I think when you think of the reality of the things that make us feel crap about ourselves, and it's all, again, this all, like, highlight real thing. Yeah. Like, it's really easy yeah. to be drawn into, like other people in their really really beautiful moments which yeah. is like the practicality of it is that it probably wasn't that fun and then on top of it they're celebrities they probably feel like they can't like if I'm wearing like a tight horrible fitting <laughs> dress I'll just like tweet oh my goodness like yeah, this yeah, yeah. thing is like crushing my <laughs> lung yeah. they're not going to do that because they're yeah. just going to look like an ungrateful person yeah. and it's just like okay be grateful for the fact that like, what was I doing the other day I was just like, oh, I just feel like going for a walk. So just be grateful for the fact that you can do that. Yeah. And like, so you may not look like a movie star every single day, but like, Beyonce just can't go down a walk down East London. Like, no. <laughs> but you can. So yeah. Like, yeah. For that privilege. So yeah, like, I think I don't, I do, there was a point probably when I was a lot younger, like, teen early 20s yeah where like makeup really impacted how I felt I'm just like oh I need to wear makeup I need to have this I need to have that whereas now I'm just like I'm more focused on like my emotional well-being yeah I know that impacts how I feel about myself yeah. a lot more yeah. than like how I look yeah and I know and and it's a weird thing like when people are happy and positive they do they actually are beautiful and yeah. they are a lot more alluring and you want to be connected to them more and despite someone's look that sometimes someone can be like have all the kind of like quote unquote like like beautiful elements yeah but if they're a miserable negative person you're like oh yeah actually really ugly mm, so you can see yeah, that exactly do you think that beauty is power the things that women face obviously yeah. with me too and just the workplace we're often told that beauty is power it's something that can be used mm. what what do you think i think it's a weird thing because i think anything Anything can be your power tool, right? Yeah. And I think for a lot of women, beauty is that thing. Because like, I remember the lipstick I was wearing when I like, quit a job that I really hated. Yeah. And I know that I wore that lipstick because I felt like it would make me look powerful. It made me feel powerful. And like, I just wanted to have a presence. What was it? What um, it was a vamp. Okay. So, yeah, my, and like, and I just love the name. And it was my yeah. lipstick. And, like, and they were assholes. And vamp is a dark... Yes, it's like a dark like burgundy. A dark so yeah, and that was a really powerful like moment for me. And like, I love the process of like yeah. putting on my makeup yeah. and like pulling my face together and being like, okay, cool, I'm ready to go. Like even before, I used to be like, oh, until I've got makeup on, I don't look like myself because yeah. there's a certain type of myself. Yeah, it's like I kind of, before I used to be like when Beyonce had the whole sash of this thing, I didn't really get yeah. it. Yeah, but now but now I get it. I'm like sometimes there's certain things you need to get into character, yeah. and I think like makeup can really do that for you. For you, and I'm not. I'm more of a beauty person than I am a fashion person. So right. for some people, it might be their blazer or their suit or their yeah. dress or whatever. But for me, it really is makeup, and I think that even though there there is the like. Um, the, the attractiveness element of makeup I think for a lot of women like you put makeup on for yourself yeah. and you feel beautiful for yourself because yeah. you want to feel good and like you wash for yourself because like when you feel bad you don't do those things no so <laughs> it like it clearly is like this kind of like self empowerment thing yeah 
So, but I feel like, but with everything in life that women use to empower themselves, it's always kind of like used against us. Yeah. And I think that's the weird moment when it's just like, oh, it's not powerful anymore because we're made to feel like it's just a frivolous little thing. Oh, it's like the thing that's like girls do. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, but why is that an insult? Like, like girls are powerful, women are powerful. So, in, like intrinsically, everything that we do is like yeah. connected to that. And so I think. I like every now and then I have to like reclaim that power of just like actually like this is a powerful moment and like not be embarrassed about the fact that it's gonna it is literally gonna take me an hour to do my makeup <laughs> and that's why I dedicate that time and this is me time yeah and I don't make you feel silly about whatever you do with your spare hour in your day that you yeah. use for whatever so yeah I think it can be powerful but as a woman um, or as a person who's into beauty like you need to make it a powerful moment and not feel stupid and not feel like oh why am I doing this you're doing it because you like it and it makes you feel good and yeah. that's fine there's nothing wrong with that literally so back to sort of obviously makeup is massive I think it's yeah. even we're spending even more it doesn't really matter what's happening in the economy <laughs> it's not going to stop but what are the what are the trends more recently that you you've had enough of? Is there anything you're like, oh my god, if um, I see that one more time? Um, what have I had enough of? It's, it takes. Oh, you can love them all, yeah, but it you takes know. Me, it takes me a really long time to get sick of anything to do beauty because I'm just so fascinated by it. Yeah. So I'm really really into it. Yeah. So what are you loving right now then? I'm loving like bright pops of colour. Okay. I feel like especially like in the UK, um, yeah, in British beauty, beauty um, culture, yeah. where we've kind of been a bit more like laid back and natural. Yeah. I've seen people bring in like pops of colours, like a little bit of pink, a little bit of purple, yeah, and those kind of things, which I think is really cool. I feel like beauty's kind of having like a retro moment. Okay. Um, that I'm really into. I'm really into skincare. I feel like a lot of more people are coming into skincare. Um, like I love Jackie Anna. She's one of my favorite bloggers. Oh gosh, yeah. And like she's been doing a lot of like skincare stuff, or maybe she hasn't. Maybe I'm just noticing her. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking that idea of like like makeup isn't just a mask, but like actually yeah. work on like your skin beneath. Um, what other things am I into? I was getting into like the whole like eyeshadow palettes it's kind of like late last year early this year people bring yeah. loads of palettes just yeah. really interesting um, palette colours and stuff um, which I'm kind of getting in yeah I'm kind of into and out of okay. it's like I'm interested in it but then on the other time on the other hand, I'm like, oh, but every time I've bought a palette, it's been a massive waste of money because I've literally used like, three, one yeah. shade or yeah, two shades yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's like, it's a beautiful thing to own and collect, but like, is it actually functional? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't like think of anything like... The trend that was really interesting was those... Um, Lip, like lip balm glossy sticks that had like flowers the in flowers them. in yeah. are they from China or yeah, yeah. yeah and there was a point at which I was like should I, should I make one because I yeah. actually do have like the ingredients yeah. to make a lipstick like that um, like a yeah like a jelly lipstick but yeah. I was like but there's just so many synthetic ingredients that go into the formula oh, wow. and I was like and I'm just not that into it yeah <laughs> so yeah you're not into like, it enough to yeah not just yeah. to jump on a trend for the yeah. sake of jumping on the trend yeah but like, I did have some really cool ideas though like oh like putting gold leaf in and stuff like okay. that but now I'm just like okay but I can do that in like a lip balm or yeah. something else as opposed to just doing this because it's hot right now yeah 
So, but that was an interesting trend that happened. I'm just interested to see what happens next. I think that like skincare and oils and gloss and like serums are yeah. the big thing for this year, but I could be wrong. Well, so. obviously you've mentioned to me that you're moving into skincare. Yeah. So you need to, because you're known for, how many products do you have within your brand right so now? So MDM Flow, we have 19 products in our standard collection. But outside of that, I probably have like 30 limited oh editions <laughs> yeah. more that I've just done short yeah. runs of. And so the skincare, would it be under the same brand? So no, I'm working a completely new brand. Wow. Um, kind of, again, a completely new price point. Like I've been slowly transitioning and being flowed to more of an affordable brand. Which yeah. That's something I'm becoming more and more passionate about. Yeah. But it's quite difficult because I have retailers and like it, it's like trying to move like a big beast yeah um, whereas with this new brand like sh- off the like jump it's yeah. gonna be affordable and it's about like i love like new skincare and i love finding out about new ingredients but they're always like eye scrapingly expensive <laughs> and then but they're like and they're always like in these like beautiful bottles and all this amazing yeah. presentation and and, no, and i know a lot goes into it to get to that point yeah but i'm just like I want just something that's just easy. Um, I'm really getting into sustainability. It's going to be in a glass bottle. Just nice, easy, cheap, but amazing formula. But you can afford it because I've not spent so much money on the marketing and the branding. Yeah. And kind of the opposite of MDM Flow in some ways because I spent a lot of time developing MDM Flow's branding. Right. Like, I, like, went... Like the gold the, bullet. Literally, it had to have a golden bullet. It had to be a certain way. Like, my cartons had to be, like, insanely whatever and mm. it really works and mm. I'm just kind of like no happy and scrappy it's just all about the formula okay and it's just like literally like a little like a milk bottle type thing okay it's nice and scrappy and just doing something just fun and new and uh-huh. quick so how many products are you hoping to come so out with so literally starting with one product okay and then I want to build a community around it and kind of in a similar way that I do with MDM Flow is find out what people want and then mm-hmm. whatever people want is what I create next so tell me a bit about because I think you're quite different in your approach with your community you yeah. talk to them a lot yeah you don't have to you yeah. can just be like bang here's my latest yeah so when it comes to the skincare how tell me like how you use your social to even yeah. how do you, how do you actually start you just you just make one product and then it's like what do you think or how do you get the conversation going um i think one i've always asked myself like what can i do that makes me stand out from everybody else in the industry and i'm lucky that compared to most of the people within the industry most of my competitors and most of the bigger brands like i'm a social media baby like yeah i like i literally remember when i first heard about instagram and i was like oh what's that i use this app on instagram and then after all actually maybe i should join instagram yeah and like really being into it and it's stuff that i naturally do anyway yeah. And I felt that there was a point where I was trying so much to be a brand that I was going against how I'd naturally behave. Yeah. So someone would write a comment and I'd want to reply and I'm like, do brands <laughs> reply to comments like that? Oh, should I should I really say this? Like, is that brand like What's me? my tone? Literally. It's yeah. like, oh, do you know what? I'm tired. I just want to be myself. Yeah. So like, everything I do now, it's and it and it's funny because like obviously now brands are trying to interact in a more yeah. personal way. But this is literally just me being myself. Yeah. Every comment I write is the first thing that comes to my head, yeah. as opposed to like looking through the brand guidelines <laughs> and being like, oh, actually, can I say that? I, it's my brand and yeah. I can just say whatever I want. Yeah. 
And because of that, I, I have really cool customers who are like, you speak to us like yeah. real humans. We're going to speak to you and your brand like a real person. Yeah. And we're going to give you the real deal about what we want and how we feel. Yeah. And, and it just means that I make stuff that my customers want. And it's really funny because at a certain point, I felt like I, I definitely started the business only thinking about myself because I didn't know anyone else would care for yeah. it. And then taking a little bit of feedback, but also thinking like, oh I need to be like the Carl Lagerfeld I need to be like yeah. the authority or the creative like <laughs> I know you recently did a crowdsourcing yeah. campaign and it didn't reach the goal that you yeah. wanted to so just tell me how that felt yeah because obviously um, you'll get a lot of people listening to this that did support you and yeah I did and that's the thing like I felt like a lot of I'm held back and a lot of people are held back from doing things that we want because of like a shame or feeling of like what if it isn't successful and all the and those were the feelings I had when I was first doing it but I was just like actually this is a product that I really want to bring out I've been telling people I really want to bring it out like I I need to have a way of proving to people that it's not as easy as it looked yeah and obviously I'm not to say that oh, I did it so that it would fail. I wanted it to be successful, but I knew that there was a chance that it couldn't be. And I felt like I was being open about every other thing I was doing besides trying to make the foundations happen. And I had literally tried for the whole of, like, not the whole, but most of last year to try and bring this product out. Like, like I'm a retailer and it's something that I'm still working on now. And so I felt like, but I'm just talking. People don't even believe that I'm doing this. So I was like, okay, let me show people where I'm at. Let me show them what I've developed. Yeah. Let me show them the packaging. Yeah. I feel like the most exciting thing about the crowdfund was just it not being a secret anymore. Yeah. Like, yes, I am creating it. This is what I'm creating. These are the ingredients that are in it. This is the reason why. And, and having it out there has helped me so much more. Yeah. Than the way I was operating before. Yeah. So even though, like, it wasn't successful in the sense that I didn't raise the money that I needed to, like, fund the project. Yeah. It was successful because I had people from the industry reaching out to me. I had okay. people saying to me, oh, here's a way to bring down your production costs. I had people saying, why don't you try this way? And if I had never put it out there, I would have never have received that help. Yeah. So I think, for me, it was the lesson in, like, get rid of all that shame. Yeah get rid of all that that feeling of you need to know everything and do everything yourself and just tell people what you're working on yeah and how you're trying to do it and people want to help and like people like yourself um other customers other friends other people within the community other people within the industry and like i even had someone who i really really respect in the industry Mm -hmm. buy me a ticket to the biggest awards night because they were like just go to this event it'll be really great for you you'll connect with people you'll meet and people you might meet people there and I'm like this would literally never have happened yeah so in that sense it's been a success because it's helped me like it's not got me to the finish line of bringing the product out I'm not there yet but I'm closer than I've ever been so will the foundation be coming out? the foundation's definitely coming out Ooh. I don't know if it's going to come out at the deadline that I had of this summer. Okay. But, yeah, it's it's still on its way. Still, like, working and moving and, like, yeah. working. And the thing is, like, it's a weird thing because I know that even, like, with the retailer that I'm working with to try and bring it out, they're, they're just slow because that's how they work as a business. Yeah. That they're a big corporate. Yeah entity and like obviously like my brand like 
it's bigger than it was, but it's, it's still, still small. quite small. Yeah. So it's just kind of like leveraging where I'm at. And for me as well, it's also a lesson in like, okay, this is how big your audience needs to get. Like, it needs to be X amount of what you currently yeah. have. Because when you have an audience four times as big as you currently yeah. have, then you'll be able to, you know, have a raise four times the amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be X amount close to your targets and what yeah. are the things that you can do to help build your audience. Whereas I think before you do something like that, you literally don't know what it is. Is it, is it the audience? Is it because I haven't launched a new product and, and people don't know what it is? And so I think, yeah, for me, like, crowdfunding was very, very clarifying yeah. on what areas of my business I need yeah. to work on, which is always going to be helpful. Would you do it again? <sighs> yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think crowd... I definitely think crowdfunding is the future of retail in a sense. Maybe not through, like... The platforms of Indiegogo and Kickstarter I do think like especially when it comes to like retail and beauty and fashion yeah. retail they're not so catered to and that was something that mm. I learned during it's the more campaign techni- yeah they're very tech based and it's very hard to like show different elements like colour and texture and stuff like that through those platforms yeah. Yeah. though I do think because I, I, I've been speaking to a lot of other businesses that are crowdfunding right now yeah and have used the platform in the past about like the difficulties in um, showing like physical um, products, yeah. especially when it comes to makeup and, and beauty. And so I think there is a niche for anyone out there who is you know in the development space to create some like a crowdfunding platform that is specific to like beauty retail because that would definitely be helpful. But I think the concept of crowdsourcing and crowdfunding is definitely something that is the future of the industry and something yeah. I'll definitely definitely like dip into. So just back to social media again. Obviously, you're a social media queen, and you said that you don't really follow celebs. What do you think about, I mean, comparing ourselves to people on the TV is so different to comparing ourselves to thousands, hundreds of thousands of women on Instagram that perhaps using this app, that app, that Mm. filter. So what do you think of the whole sort of how social media is affecting, you know, perhaps teenagers, perhaps older women, just our view of ourselves? Um, Um, And how did you manage to just sort of... You're quite good at not following everyone. I feel like a lot of people, like, put themselves... And I was that way, like, for a while as well. Constantly putting myself in a position, but wanting to change, like, the end result in terms of how I was affected. Yeah. there was this point on Instagram where I literally only followed, like, beautiful women. Yeah. Beautiful... These amazing, beautiful influencers who, like, some are doing really cool stuff. Yeah. Like, following all these, like, really fit girls, like, fitness girls. Yeah. Um following brands that were selling stuff that I literally could never... Even if I could afford them, it's ludicrous to spend that amount yes. of money on whatever it is yeah. they're peddling. And just this whole bought into this, oh, aspirational. It's all about aspiration. It's all about aspirational. And I just felt crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have your body. I don't have your face. I don't have your surgeon. <laughs> like, I don't... I'm never going to spend 20 grand on that bag. Yeah. And, like, the, this... And I think it was almost, like, replicating the stuff that I was seen in magazines on Instagram mm-hmm. is what I kind of like my initial thing and then it's just kind of like but this doesn't make me feel good 
So let's switch it up. But now I'm like, okay, most of the people I follow are either like small businesses. Yeah. I do follow quite a lot of influencers, but more like so on, because I've got my personal channel on the MDM Flow mm-hmm. channel. And so on MDM Flow, I more follow influencers that I want to connect with or yeah. I want to work with. Yeah. Or... I want to learn the hair care routine. So yeah, it's more kind yeah. of an educational thing yeah. as opposed to like you use functionally look beautiful yeah, yeah. on my feed. Yeah. So it's more like gaining or like you were saying before, like people who make you laugh, who are funny. Yeah. Um, I don't really follow celebs because I feel like um, it's because a lot of their, like I don't even think a lot of celebs like even create their own no. like, Instagram. No. And I just think their Instagrams are created in a way that makes you like delve deeper. Yeah. That makes yeah. you waste time. That yeah. makes you like their feeds are so beautiful that you just want to. And I just don't have time for that because I need to work. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, so for that it was literally just like I think like the only celeb I follow is like Solange and she doesn't really post that regularly no, and, no. And, and she's funny she's cool she's yeah. doing it to bring out new music yeah so it's just kind of like literally I'm wasting time because I'm following you guys so <laughs> I'm following, I'm following. even like celebs that I really love like Diddy I think he's hilarious but yeah. I'm just like you post too much <laughs> like, I waste my time yeah <laughs> I'm not doing it um so yeah, so now it's more like on MDM Flow, more following people that like I want to connect with or just are inspiring for the brand or give me ideas behind the brands and things that I want to do. Um, or my customers as yeah. well. Like I follow quite a few of my customers. Um, and then on my personal, like I follow mostly women in business. Okay. And so it's like, I'm actually following you because I'm more interested in what you do day to day. Yeah. And like the cool places. Like I love following you because I'm like, okay, you're having coffee here. <laughs> like you visited this place. Or yeah. People who have a similar aesthetic to me and yeah, like yeah. similar things. Yeah. And so it's like, oh yeah, actually when I go to New York, I want to eat at that place. Yeah. Or I want to drink at that coffee shop or I want to visit. Or like, oh yeah, maybe I should get a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am looking for a therapist by the okay. way. Okay. You know, good therapist. Oh, I haven't, I haven't gone down that road yet. <laughs> but I saw like a, a video, yeah, it was a video of Beyonce's mum saying about how she got them therapy when they were younger. Okay. So that like Solange wouldn't feel a way about Beyonce's success and to just oh, kind of help with the Yeah, because that's got to be hard. Yeah. That's got to be and tough. And she was like literally from childhood, like Beyonce was a local celeb. So it was just kind of like making sure that they figured that out. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm, I'm not like all the way off mm. the edge, mm. but like maybe I should like get a therapist just to kind of like help me with the ish that I yeah, deal with. Yeah, get to the bottom of exactly. things. That's not your partner exactly. or your best friend exactly. that's going to tell you perhaps what you want to hear. Exactly. So, so yeah. So I kind of look at like, like mostly. Yeah, my personal is mostly like I'd say. 80% women in business yeah. and other than that it's like a really cool niche brand yeah. that I'm just like oh when I get a bit of money I want to like buy something from you guys yeah, yeah. Um, or just like stuff to do with Nigeria because this is my current obsession yeah. so it's not so much like oh you're hot I'm going to follow you yeah. you're pretty I'm going to follow you but it's a bit more intentional about how these things make me feel yeah. how they influence me and like okay I feel good and it's funny because even before as well like when I was following all like had my perfectly curated feed and I was also like following a lot of my friends and, yeah. and like even stuff like I know that I don't have the time to have as much of a social life as yeah. a lot of my friends do yeah. if 
me following you on Instagram is going to make me feel left out all the time because you go out every other day or you go out every week and I can't yeah. do that. I'm going to hide you. I'm going to unfollow because like, I, I don't yeah. feel good. I don't want to feel like yeah. oh, everyone's having such a good time and all my yeah. friends are da, 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 da. I'm not. Like, no, I'm going to just stop doing that. Yeah. And just knowing that like it's okay to be weak it's okay to fall victim to these things and I think when you know like your vices then it's easier for you to like create a space where they don't impact you in that way so thanks again that's the end of my first podcast I hope you loved it do feel free to send any questions or comments over via our Instagram at beautymepodcast and it would be great if you could hit subscribe Next time on the podcast, I'll be talking to body positive vlogger Emma Tamsin Hill. Hope to see you there.